It's your 20. This here's the podcast crew. We're hauling up at 901, about to hit the airwaves. Ready for cocktails? Cool. Characters. And the explosive relationships. You'll only find in cocktail. Well, rhythm. Your blenders. Or an earful of cocktail. There's a place. The world's most popular cocktail podcast. That's where you want. Cinema cocktails will find much like that is if you're not some no good yuppie breaker breaker good buddy expect in-depth analysis breaking news about the cast and crew a little barman poetry and we'll even have a few of Coglin's laws Coglin's law never show surprise never lose your cool Hello and welcome to. Does this not work anymore? Is volume control? Oh, there's two of them. Wow. There might be some funny business that one. Some very funny business. Uh, Hello and welcome. Can you yank this down? Yank it. Nice. Nice. Good yank. Well, hello and welcome to an earful of cocktail. Great start. If we sound organized today, it's because we are. We had tons of prep time. Yeah. Yep. Uh, If the show seems uh, a bit dark today. (laughs) Or a bit cool. Or a bit cool today. Um, it, it may be due to me wearing my sunglasses accidentally. That's cool. Very cool. Um, yes. And let me... Let <laughs> so if, me. You, if, you, if any of the details are missing from this analysis of anything that kind of would blend into a dark uh, subspace in the background, that might be what's, what's happening here. Uh, should we stall with it with uh, our famous theme song? We That is what it's meant for, is stalling. Okay, well, get ready to stall. It's time for corrections, and boy, do we have a lot of them this time. Yeah, okay, so one correction is, uh, you asked who shot JR, and I said uh, Bobby. Uh, it was actually Kristen. Oh, so, we know a Kristen. Yeah, who shot JR. Wow, she shot JR. With an I, uh, I-N. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, right in JR. Why am I, why, lots of things happening here. A lot of things happening here. So, other corrections, did we said we talked I, about presidents a lot. I looked up all the Warren, Warren G. Hardy thing you yeah. said, and it was all correct. It, oh, was it? Yeah, uh, ah. you said he was the 29th president. His middle name was Gamaliel. Uh, yeah, everything everything was right. So wow, that was good. I know a lot about Warren G. Harding. Surprisingly, you do. Um, and I think that's that's all the corrections I have right now. That I feel like we set ourselves up last time to do a lot more corrections than we just did. Well, I think we need to be more erroneous. But that was actually a real a real success. Um, context is in there. It's not. It was in the main directory. Okay. 
Yeah, let's get off the uh, mic. Hell yeah. Let's do that. Right. This is an earful of cocktail. Don't I, I, even don't look I'm at like, anything I'm over like here. Mixing that. You don't you can't see anything over here. Don't look at this. I can barely see it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> you should not be able to see it. Okay, so uh anything else we need to say as far as news? What's our other segments before we get to spoiler alert? Uh I have huge news. Okay. This huge is news. news. I have huge news. But before wait, let's just enjoy. Not confuse the segment. This sh- is shoes 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 shoes. This is the um this is the theme song for this this five minutes. It's the theme song to cocktail. <laughs> we hear a lot of this in um, in these five minutes. Lot, not a lot happens in these five minutes, which we'll get into. That's not what the spoiler it says. There's actually a lot that happens here. I see. Um, no, I do have I do have a little bit little bit of news here. So let's let's just real quick here. Um, I think uh, we here we go. <laughs> I'd say take this off. Keep it in fair fair use length. I'd say you're like three seconds away from fair use length. I'd say cut it. Three, two, one. Shoo, 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 shoo. Shoo, are you? Shoo, 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 shoo. Okay. <laughs> shoo, are you? Shoo, shoo. Shoo shoo. Um I have some Elizabeth shoe news. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. I thought you were anything shoe shoes. I thought it was too early. That's the only reason I, I Well this is kinda of, this is called Shoe Are You, which oh, is which I thought, is <laughs> I thought it was shoes news. No, no, I mean that's a different so, segment. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so what's your shoes news? Uh shoe sh- no, this is shoe are you. Okay, so Yeah, so my shoe are you is um I watched the movie Karate Kid. Great. The other day. Yeah, she's in it. You know who's in it? Uh, Elizabeth Shue. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, I've not seen it. I wouldn't have actually known that. Uh, stars Ralph Macchio. Yes. Uh, features uh, features what's his name? Uh, Ralph Macchio. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, and I guess Elizabeth Shue. Uh, anyone yep. else famous? Uh, I thought that Tom Skerritt was in it, but turns out it was not him. Hmm. Yeah. Tom Skerritt, the uh, motel 
uh, no, that's Tom Bodet. Tom Skerritt is um, Jester from uh, from or sorry Viper from Top Gun. Great. Yes. Fantastic. But Elizabeth Shue. Yes. How Elizabeth Shue. She she a shoe review. She's a shoe review. She's great in it. Yeah. Shoe's great. Yeah. Um. The the weird thing is she definitely so she plays the love interest of the main character, the titular karate kid. Is she a kid or is she an adult? That's the problem. <laughs> she she looks about twice his age. Um, how old is Ralph Macho's character, and how old is Ralph Macho? Um, in the movie? Today, today uh, his and character then. actually has remained the same age. Okay, and that's probably fifteen. Huh, fifteen. Born in nineteen sixty one. So when that came out, uh, on the day it came out, he was uh, twenty three. It came out on 22. his birthday. No, no, he oh. was before. He was 22 years old when it came out. 22, yeah. So he, I think he's his character though is supposed to be like 15 because his character is in high school. Hmm. So, uh, and I think I would assume his character is in high school. Yeah. Anyway, and Elizabeth Shue looks, you know, I mean not twice his age, but she looks, you know, early to mid 20s at the youngest. Uh, at the time, she was. She's actually two years younger than Ralph Macho. Interesting. She was actually when that movie came out, she was uh, she was uh, tw- uh, twenty years uh, yeah twenty years old. Wow. Yeah. So it sounds like your guess your age uh, I think is a bit faulty, and I would not hire you at my theme park anytime soon. I really thought I'd already killed those loons. There we go. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, that's fine. That's fine. I you know. Uh, it, that was just my impression watching it. So. Any other news about the Elizabeth Shoe this week? That was all the the shoe news. Great. Um, okay, so uh, spoiler alert. Are we ready? We are ready for spoiler We better hurry because there's a lot to discuss here today. Yes, here here, here we go. This is spoiler <laughs> alert. Seamless. <laughs> this is a wreck. Okay, spoiler alert. This is where we uh, spoil these five minutes of this episode. <laughs> this is the tenth five minutes of, uh, of uh, the movie Cocktail. Some say it's, uh, some say it's one of the best. Uh, I think... Uh, if you once you hear what happens, I think you will be ready to hear more of our analysis. Uh, this is straight from our summary. You ready? Our our summary, the subreddit. The, yeah, straight what? straight from our oh, summary. That's very good. Well, what is that? Our summary. Yeah, I do wonder what our summary is. I'm Reddit.com. I typed in readit.com. Uh, there are no posts in the subreddit. R slash summary. Already ahead of you. Uh, this site can't be reached. Interesting. It sounds like you're not having you not have a connection. I think it's. I actually. I believe it's. Um. It doesn't work. Okay. So should I read? I'll read now. Doug then surprises Flanagan by introducing hold on, him. Hold on. What? There are three subscribers to our summary, and there are no posts. Well, why don't you be a fourth subscriber? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Doug then surprises Flanagan by introducing him, his wife, a millionaire, as he had hoped. Doug claims to be living his dreams. Flanagan's newfound friend does not buy into the story of Douglas. Douglas and his wife were in Jamaica for their honeymoon. Later that night, after going to a club, when spending time together, she asks Flanagan if he has ever felt fated to be with somebody the moment they met them. Flanagan rubbing off that thought brings her to point out the fact that there were possibilities 
Douglas would have caused his distrust towards love and fate. <laughs> it's like it's kind of like a like an academic paper. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I the, mean, <laughs> I, I've, I I can't uh, basically rebuff any of the points made here because <laughs> they're very hard to parse. Exactly. Having some time at the beach after they're leaving their party, Flanagan and Jordan disclose their love towards each other. However, she opens up to tell Flanagan that she was not the daughter of a millionaire. The next few days involve both Flanagan and Jordan spending time having adventures and sharing romantic times together. These included road trips and time at the beach. Oh, wow. Okay. I So I have a much more exhaustive list of the adventures they went on. Well, we'll talk about it. Yes, we will. Ah, okay. That's been spoiler alert. Didn't wait a... Hold on. Yes, what? <laughs> Do we have segments? It's not. That's not the music we use for spoiler. There we go. <laughs> wow, this is a wreck. Okay, let's do that again, but this time will be who the spoilers up. This was a throwback Saturday where we play last season's famous spoiler alert theme <laughs> instead of this season's who let the spoilers out. Yes, this is what this is what happens when you have negative two minutes to prepare. <laughs> it's not good. It's the not good. The no. show so far is not good. <laughs> it's really not. Okay, um, we are uh, moving on. <laughs> um, this is what the show originally was: was us being badly prepared and just kind of doing it and and struggling. So yes. I think let's 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 struggle some more. I'd say let's do the sync. Right now. Three, three two, two, one. Three, two, one, go. I'm in love. We have to give instructions on what people need to do. No, we're, this is this is a they, throwback episode. Oh, wow. Okay. Go home. Who? Pocahontas over there? Waiting for everyone to notice? Okay, this this, this five minutes a lot to uh, unpack here. Yeah, uh, there's really not a lot of substance in these five minutes. Um, there's a lot of Jim Beam in the background, though, so I'll give it credit for that. It, what it lacks in substance makes up for Jim Beam in the background. Uh, so, how many scenes are go, go on in these? I'd One, say two, no, three, it's ten, fifteen. I would say there are basically at, at least eight. I'd say there are three major subsequences and one little taste at the end. I documented eight. Well, that's individual. That's part of montage outings. I'd say include is that what you call a montage? That's what I call a montage. Anything a montage, you gotta have like. Uh, That's what I call a montage. Seventeen. I the, I think this was entirely chronological, and and they just were m- moving very quickly from one thing to another. What, do you think a montage is non-chronological? <laughs> I'm not trying to understand what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, a, a montage I think could play. Fast what, what do you What do you call a chronological montage? I would call it a montage. I would call it a crontage. A crontage. <laughs> call it a crontab. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta you invoke your crontage. <laughs> Make sure you get your crontage running at least once a day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're about to have the best line of the movie here. I've never seen a club with such intense dance vibes. We'll, we'll get right, back to that Right there, later. right it's there. A great line. Right though. there, it's such a good line. Okay, I've never so, seen a club with such intense dance vibes. So of the three scenes here, the third yes. one is a crontage. Crontage, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the first one is the uh, is the denouement to the to the uh, Jamaica bar sequence we had before. Mm, I didn't, okay, I didn't follow you because I don't know what denouement means. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it spins it down. Uh, it, it, it ends it elegantly. The end perfectly. cap. The end cap, yeah. The, the, uh, 
And then uh, we have a, uh, a magic moment between uh, between Flanagan, Shu, everyone. So it's a it's a virtual it's a virtual uh, reunion of sorts. It's I mean there's intense dance vibes involved. And intense dance vibes. Oh, and then also the beach sequence is a fourth one. Beach sequence. Explain yeah. beach sequence to me. It's, it takes up the middle third of this. Is this the one where they pull each other in the water a bunch? No, no. Right. What's happening right now on screen? Oh, I is this see this every and I watched this many times. <laughs> it's really and not this memorable. central segment where they kind of talk to each other on the beach for a while. They're a they're not saying anything. I mean they are, but they're not yes. really saying anything. And b what if, whatever exists there is very boring. I mean, this is this more reminiscent of something you'd see like in a soap opera, which is, okay, we have 60 minutes today. Let's try to kill time. Just get that on the beach. Don't say much. Just yep. going to wind down the clock. Yep. Uh, no one's going to remember it. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, I, it happens. Uh, I, it's, I, we could read the, I think we need to discuss the dialogue very closely, but it's, it's. Oh, I really was hoping to avoid that, but okay. Well, we do have two hours to discuss everything we that's do, going on here. No, actually, we only have an hour and 40 minutes at this point. It's amazing mm. how time flies. Time does fly. Um, okay, let's talk. So which of these scenes would you like to talk about? First? I would like to talk about the first one first, because I like going chronologically, just that's like a crontage. Yeah, exactly. I think this, ep- this, this episode of Earful is a, is a cron earful. A cron... A, a cronful. A cronful. Cronful of cocktail? It's a spinoff where it's in chronological order. Um, Ooh, what if we did, what if we did Cube? Sure. The movie Cube, but we did it in reverse order. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then we just release it as our own film. <laughs> I feel like that would actually work surprisingly well. I mean, I think it would work better than the original Cube. Yes. Oh, by the way, I got an art book of Cube. It's it's. <laughs> Did you buy that yourself or is it gift? Yeah, I bought it myself. I, I bought it for myself. I bought it just to have. But um, what is the shape of the book? It's square. Is it is it a is it a square prism or is it an actual cube? No, it's it's a square. It's just it, you know it's a it's it's like a one by one ratio book, but it's not as thick as it is wide or tall. If I were the publisher, I would have demanded. It's like. Don't come back to me until the book is long enough that it makes a cube. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty impressive they got the one-to-one ratio book going, in any case. I would say this, too. If you shrink it down, you need more pages because there's less text in each page. So eventually, you will make a cube if you do that. Sure, sure. So, so I just think this publisher screwed up. Um, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, okay, what do we want to... So Okay, so first line of these five minutes. It's a great line. Actually, I, I don't know if this is the first line. First line I noticed in these five minutes. Better. I am in love. There is my miracle. Who? Pocahontas over there? Waiting for everyone to notice her? Okay, that line. That's, that's like the third line. What about... Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's the first no, notable line. Yeah. What, what about... Poc- I mean, I'm familiar with the story of Pocahontas. Well, let's recap it for people who aren't familiar. Okay, Pocahontas, a daughter of a... Native American leader, I believe so, of some sort. I'll allow it. Um, who made inroads with the Western colonial folks? Was seen canoodling. Yes, and ended up marrying John Rolf. Rolf. Yeah, from the Muppets. <laughs> yes. Okay, and was a real person. Yes. Yes. Uh, and P- possibly her greatest achievement. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, okay. So, is there a part? Is there a component in that where she's waiting for people to notice her? I think the no. I think the bikini bottom she has has like this frayed uh, leather. It's the frayed bikini. That's the Pocahontas element. As far okay. as I see, I think that's the only. Also, her hair is long and straight. So I think that kind of is kind of the vibe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd say that in general, if there was such a thing as a blonde, if a blonde Pocahontas in bikini, it'd probably be indistinguishable from seeing Carrie Coughlin right here. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I now, I think I get, I was taking it all as kind of one combined, you know, uh, Pocahontas yeah. equivalent. Yeah. It's more describing appearance and then describing behavior. Pocahontas, appearance, yeah. waiting for someone to notice her, behavior. I mean, also, you could say it's when the English were coming to the shore in Virginia, Pocahontas was out on the shore looking into it. So I think just being at the shore uh-huh. and looking into the ocean is kind of reminiscent of Pocahontas. So I think it's at least three solid reasons why she's like Pocahontas. Uh, okay. Lastly, she, uh, uh, she... And one fluid reason, the ocean. Well, yeah, one fluid reason. Uh, I'd say uh, one more reason is that Pocahontas married an Englishman, and uh, an oh, Australian. Wow. Australians are basically Englishmen. Englishmen. Yeah, essentially the same thing. Uh, so how do you spell Kerry Coughlin? Because like, in my mind, I, 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 ha- I had oh. that very clearly in my head. Like, oh, of course it's spelled this way mm. and then I realized no wait how do I know that and I looked up in the captioning and I was right well how would you say I, I will I will I, I will spell it out exactly what I wrote in my notes here because I did sure. try and write her name in my notes yeah yes I wrote K-E-R-R-Y P-R-O-G-N-A-N what I wrote Carrie Proganen <laughs> I think you got some parts spelled right some parts spelled wrong I may have not realized that her last name is supposed to be Coughlin Oh, that's incredibly funny. <laughs> I thought she was being introduced. <laughs> Coglin and Prognan. <laughs> I thought she was being introduced as Carrie Prognan, <laughs> which, yeah, it's that's a great couple. <laughs> it's just Prognan's loss. Uh, no, I don't think that's right. It's very, you know, very, very bold and, you know, uh, breaking cultural norms for her to keep her own name, <laughs> Prognan, even though most of her friends and family would have said, oh, Coglin's so close. Just go for it. <laughs> well, it'd be great if they had a kid and they hyphenated it. <laughs> yes, that'd be great. And it, so it'd be like Steve Coglin Prognan. <laughs> it'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's for cocktail too. Ooh, they name him. They, if they had a son, they name him Brian, after Brian Flanagan. I don't think so. No, no. I think oh, okay, all right. Never mind then. I think they name him um, Colin. Uh, so it'd be Colin Coglin Prognan. I think they probably would. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like a great name. Uh, so, okay, so we are introduced. Our old friend Doug Coglin is married. He's a married man. He's he's our friend. He is. I mean, we have. I mean, we've befriended him. We've spent 40 hours looking at him at this point. <laughs> that is a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the question is... Is that, you think, I mean, like, what do you, what do you think... How much time do you think you spend on average bef- looking at someone before you become friends with them? Um, I'd say about 40. For, I mean, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. What? And then what about fast friends? Is that like 20? I think a fast friend is, uh, I think, probably 35. Hmm. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so watching it the first time, it's like, oh, this is an interesting twist. Coglin's gotten married. I think the first thing is like, oh, this probably smooths out his rough edges, right? Yeah, I mean, well, the way he talks about it, it you know, oh, I'm a married man now. I'm a changed yeah. man. Love has changed me. I'm, you know, um, which I think the first time I saw this movie, I actually bought into. I mean, how do we know he didn't? Well, I mean, this, a, given... Is the, the fact that he's menacing and just yes, generally weird? That's the, I mean, the first time I watched this movie, I didn't realize how menacing the previous scene was, yeah. right? And so coming into this, having spent the last five minutes looking at how... Yeah. how You're married? Yeah. This is true love, young friend. True love with a kicker. She's got millions. Where were you? I thought you drowned or something. No such luck. Brian Flanagan, Kerry Cogman. The love of my life. Carrie Coughlin, that is clear now. Hello. Hi. You see before you a changed man. The love of a good woman has made me see the light. So a couple fun things to watch in this, in these, uh, the first part of that scene. Mm. Are you, did you watch what I watched, which is Blue Shirt Man? Did you watch what I watched? Uh, a Blue Shirt did Man. Did you watch what I watched? Uh, in the little the, the lamb in the snow. <laughs> nope. <laughs> in the little the, the, uh, in the snow. Great. Did you watch what I watched? Uh, Come the little boy through the snow. Is that not? I, I don't think the, that's the, the next Little line, drummer boy in the snow. I think it's like. A, a blue shirt man rolling in the night. A blue shirt man. Did you watch what I watched? Okay, so to get back to this, we only have an hour and a half to. I know we got to get into it here. The blue shirt man. You watch him in this five minutes. The blue man group. Yeah, blue shirt man. Which, by the way, I was showing this to a. Uh, to uh, a friend of the show, yeah, uh, DJ uh, like a, like a thirty hour friend or yeah, th- at least thirty five oh, hours. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, so uh, showed and uh, she immediately saw Blue Shirt Man and says, "Oh, it's the dad from Nine Hundred Two One Zero, which is his famous role." Oh, yeah, interesting. So I mean, I saw that online. I didn't know exactly who would watch. Are you? Uh, who? Who? Are, who? Yeah. Who? Who? Uh, so, so he's a notable guy. So we we actually were trying to reach out to him. We uh, we found tweeted, him we on tweet, on Twitter. We tweeted at him last week. Yep. He's, he has no tweets so far. Yep. But I think he's he's going to. Should we add him to the feuding section? Oh, we did not talk about that. Yeah. Let's let's make a note for later in this in this thing to talk about our feuds. Okay. I have, uh, the, I have the perfect theme song. Great. Uh, do you watch Blue Shirt Man here? No, it's great. Watch it next time. The around. continuation of the of the blue shirt man. Yes. So blue shirt man in this, he is the worst extra to ever exist. So, <laughs> is he looking straight at the camera the no, whole time? Well, that does happen later. Yeah. When when the man is hacky sacking in the street or whatever he's doing. Yeah. Uh, there are two guys on the left of it who are just looking straight in the camera. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yes. It's yes. fantastic. Well, that's that's the shot I posted on Twitter. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know if you notice the guys on the side. They're, yeah, but they're not blue shirt man. They're not. No. Blue shirt man in the beginning. So the beginning of the scene is Doug says. Hey, take a look at my wife. And then everyone looks at the wife. Blue Shirt Man starts looking to the left. <laughs> He's like, anything the characters are doing, he needs to do exaggeratedly in the background. And it's fantastic. It's it's worth it. Oh, worth he, wanted, he wanted that role. Yeah. Also fun to see, Elizabeth Shue has a very hard acting job 
in the first in the first part of it. For a large part, pretending to be in love with Tom Cruise. Well, she's not even really like she doesn't have to interact with him mm. while Tom Cruise is talking to Coglin, and then Carrie shows up. She has to look forward she's while they're <laughs> having a conversation behind her. Yes, yes, and, and react as if she's part of the conversation. Yes, despite but, uh, being looking in the opposite direction. It's I noticed awkward, that too. It's awkward blocking. She has one line, which she says backwards, uh, you know, kind of over her shoulder. It's not. It's not a good way because you have. She has to be on camera, mm. and has to be reacting subtly and not be taken away from the scene but then also not be weirdly unpresent because in real life you probably wouldn't just weirdly stare at Tom Cruise that way I don't know I think we all would I yeah. think we all would do that for at least 35 hours exactly yeah uh, oh, the hits <laughs> actually I didn't I did not write notes about her portrait of of Coglin or of uh, Coglin. I think it's, uh, that's the image of the up. Of By Flanagan. Way, okay, so yeah. take a look at this. Blue man's coming up. Now he's looking ahead. There is my miracle. Who? Pocahontas over there, waiting for everyone to notice her. How dare you speak that way about my wife? <laughs> <laughs> There's Blue Man. Your wife Blue Man is staring, <laughs> staring toward the beach. We are here on our Sweetheart. He is definitely the star of his own movie. Yes. Come hither. Do we see him again? Yeah, we get one more shot. Okay, of him. good. <laughs> Carrie Coughlin's very tall. And then he watches her come back. Oh, there he is. This is true yeah. Love, young wow, it's hard to it's hard to keep your eye on Blue Man because he's out of focus sometimes. That was a mistake of the director. Where were you? If I was the director, oh, you yeah. Something? Put Blue Man front and center. Brian Flanagan, Carrie Coughlin, the love of my life. Hello. Hi. You see before you a change. Hi. The love of a good woman has made me see. I, well, Elizabeth, she was looking at Tom Cruise. Yes, but it's, it's so at least she's looking at something. It's not that yeah. she's like staring off into the bar. But she while they're talking, it's a tough acting. It's job. tough. Yeah. It's tough. She's got to react to something she's not seeing. Yeah. Yeah. But also, that's did, like I mean you know in the days of green screen, actors are doing that constantly. It. <laughs> Exactly. That's why movies are so good now. Uh, <laughs> when when Carrie comes out to shake hands with Flanagan, mm. uh, is it, does Shu say hi? Um, I think Shu acknowledges her, but she's not. Carrie doesn't say hi to Shu. So it's like Shu is just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna acknowledge you exist. But no, they they. I'm not. Sh- You're not Shu. I'm not Shu. I'm, I'm not. Sh- I'm not Shu. I'm, I'm, I'm not Shu either. Um. Okay. So. Also, it's worth... So, she had one line towards the end, uh, shoe there. Yeah. Um, what is that line? The line is, uh, Carrie comes back and says, Where were you? I thought you drowned or something. Hmm. And she responds, No such luck. Interesting. I mean, for, for, for knowing everybody for a small amount of time, she definitely came down hard. And I think spurring... I think the... the, the just generally unhelpful antagonism between Coglin and Flanagan. Sure. Yeah. Uh, shoe. Shoe. I think we talk about like kind of meta meta stuff going on here, but I think that's really all there has to pick. Up. I mean, we'll talk. We'll get there's, more. Into yeah. That. There's not too much going on there. Not a lot. No. Uh, so we see suddenly flash forward. They're at a, a club, notable for a number of things. Uh, I'd say the first thing I noticed was that. Hundred percent. First thing. Uh, I would say they're playing intense. Well, yeah, dance, 
vibes. vibes. The probably the most intense I've ever seen. I've never seen a club with such intense <laughs> dance vibes. It's fantastic. I mean, I've seen clubs with you know with more intense music. Yeah, seen clubs with more intense people. Yeah, never seen a club with more intense dance vibes. Uh, so the uh, there is a band playing there. Uh, credited with the, uh, the the lead guy Leroy Gibbons, it's a uh, reggae. It's playing this magic moment, a song uh, written by Doc Palmas. Uh, who did that again? Uh, this magic moment. I want to say the year 1962. Ooh. Uh, Jay and the Americans, of course. Uh, 1960. Huh. So there you go. Um, oh no, sorry. I was Jay and the Americans uh, did a cover. It's the Drifters did the original. Uh, Obviously, that makes more sense. It yeah. does. Yeah, Jane Americans, uh, which we know from Kangaroo Jack fame, uh, <laughs> gr- great band. Uh, but yeah. they, they, I mean, I, I was, my mind was 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 blown. I mean, my, my mind right now is not in a great state, which is why my analysis I think needs to tune up. I dump caffeine in me. I think it should be better and better as this goes on. Uh, what is this? So this is this the. Continue. No. no, this. Oh no, this is sorry. This, this goes is, into. Yeah, this is a new song? song. Oh, I love you so. Yes. Yeah. By Preston Smith. Oh. Um. So, which I think is just a bit weird. It's one more case in which uh, it is a song from roughly 25 years before the movie comes out. That's par for the course for this movie, though. Yeah, moved into a somewhat contemporary version. I wouldn't really say reggae is like that's the sound in 1988, but that's kind of where you get. Well, here. it's the sound of Jamaica Mon. Yes, but everything around here, like well, we have songs being moved into weird '80s blues rock, all sure. sorts of. It's a bit weird, but it is definitely part of the kind of thread of the movie is the recontextualized music of the early '60s into fairly crappy versions. Sure, that I mean that was par for the course. Yeah. Also, I would say I almost am willing to say that this version of this magic moment uh, is a medley that goes into uh, to Unchained Melody. Does it sound that way? Oh, interesting. Because they add a a line after that. They say till the end of time, time, which is kind, ah. of, kind of the main hook. Is, of, can, I mean, can any song be chained into unchained melody? Uh, I I think so. I mean, I think that there is nothing stopping you. <laughs> your wife in your dream. One thing I want to note is, so Tom Cruise and Elizabeth Shue they change clothes before they go to the club. Yeah. And we know it's the same day because Shu says, how long have you known Brian Flanagan? And she says... Yeah, a bit 10 hours. About 10 hours. Yeah. Which, again, it answers one question from yesterday, which is... Yesterday, last episode, which is uh, basically how long did it pass between the ambulance and going back to the bar? It was overnight. It was... No. Oh, no, she went to the bar... Wait. Brian No, yeah, 10 hours. I, w- I assume that was including sleep. And they went to the club in the morning? <laughs> what? What? Okay, that doesn't make any sense. All right, I, I take that one back. Okay. I had, here's here's the here's the timeline that I had been assuming when I watched this. Sure. I've been assuming it was... 6 a.m. at the beach. <laughs> no, that the champagne drinking in the sun happened in, like, the late afternoon. Okay, let's give it, give it time to it. Like, uh, well, that's what I was... I was surprised, because when she said 10 hours, I'm like, oh, that must have happened kind of late at night, but it was still light out during the champagne drinking in the sun. Yeah. So, because the thing is, when the ambulance pulls away, it feels like it's getting dark. Does it? It did to me. They're under heavy uh, foliage. 
that might be it yeah, yeah. anyway so i had thought like oh maybe that's happening like maybe it's like 6 p.m 7 p.m and it's just you know it just stays light later there right but it's jamaica yeah it's jamaica Mom. listen to the background here's guess to piss them off she decided to marry a bartender let's dance it's coming up the bridge the new bridge probably came in too early it's worth taking on wait okay I think I came in the second time they got to the end of the chorus okay I'm not so this, yeah I'm next not time, seeing next time not around much there next time around I'm going to go in earlier. Okay. It's worth sharing that with sure. with all of our listening pals. Um, so anyway, so 7 p.m., uh, the Champagne in the Sun incident happens. That's your original estimate. My original estimate. So they pack him into the ambulance. That all wraps up by, you know, 7.30. Okay, sure. Yeah. I'd buy it. Okay. Then uh, <laughs> Elizabeth Shue goes back home. How do you think she got back from the ambulance back to the resort? Um, maybe the ambulance dropped her off. No, I think she went to the hospital. Then <laughs> on the way to the hospital, <laughs> the, the ambulance dropped her off. Yeah, it's a very casual ambulance. It was. <laughs> it's What's an ambulance on? that doubles as a rideshare. Yeah. Um. So um. Okay. Let's say. Well. So then. So ten hours. So seven thirty. Well, no, she met him at seven. So seven plus ten hours. Five. So five. Five a.m. Great time to go to the reggae club. <laughs> they're at the club by 5 a.m. Okay, you're right. The timing does not work out there. I think that I think they're at the club about 9 p.m. Sure, sure. So then it would have been... So do you think nine, Elizabeth Shue's friends was drinking too much and was out on the beach at 11 a.m.? Sure. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, champagne in the morning, you know, on a, on a weekend in Jamaica. We've all been there. Well, champagne in the morning is a thing. In Jamaica, on the beach. Everywhere. Champagne in the morning? Yeah, mimosas. Yeah, but she wasn't drinking mimosas. She was drinking champagne. <laughs> Let's well, be very clear about this. Okay. Uh, so that's I like that scream in the song and how it's timed to them on the horses. Is that actually in the song? Yeah, the scream is part of the song. Oh, yes. I th- okay. I could have believed you thought it was them on the horses. Yeah, it's not. It's actually part of the song, but it, it kind feels of, like it's them on the horses. I feel anytime you don't see Tom Cruise's mouth, I'm kind of assuming he might be screaming. He's screaming. He does scream a lot. Um. So anyway. Um. Yeah. Uh, the um. What was I saying? Okay. So so morning, champagne incident. Yeah. Then she goes to the hospital. She comes back. I'd say goes about straight to the bar. I'd say it's about four p.m. Four p.m. Straight to the bar, chatting yeah. with Cog, chatting with with Flanagan. Yeah. Coglin comes in. Then they all are chatting for a bit, and they're like, "Let's go to a club." Yeah. They're at the club by nine. So Coglin is going for his honeymoon with Carrie Coglin. Uh, what time? Like, do you think that they actually targeted this resort because Flanagan, they have tracked down? I'm sure he nudged her toward it because he wanted to meet up with Flanagan, yeah. How do you think, how do you think Coughlin found out? Uh, all the letters that, uh, that Flanagan sent him. <laughs> that's, that's All the cool. postcards. I mean, uh, do you think that there was detective work here or do you think this is blind luck? Of all the cases of blind luck that happened in here, this is, I think, the first case of, like, real coincidence we see here, right? Other it is. I mean, and boy, is it a coincidence. Yeah, I mean, it's it's what are the chances of all the gin joints? The gin joints of all the gin joints. Um. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, okay, so um, more... Should we move on to the next scene? Well, I think we're, we're doing a lot here. Are you talking about the... Oh, do we know... In, so in the club... In the club, yes. Um, Flanagan right. brings back two beers. One for himself. Yeah. One for Shu. They're all Red Stripes. They're, that's what I was going to ask, is what are the beers? Red Stripes? I believe every beer we see in the club is a Red Stripe. Very good. I will notice uh, Leroy Gibbs, resplendent in a uh, in aluminum foil suit. Looking looking very good. The main yeah, the, the singers are very shiny in the club. Yeah. Okay. Now let's, let's hear the bridge. One line. And they kind of go back. And they to go it. back into magic moment. I think that's. I think that's uh, actually a medley of uh, Unchained Melody. <laughs> well, there's only one way to find out. It's not listed in the, in the credits. Um, no, I, I wasn't suggesting that. I was suggesting we we need to we need some reference material here. Um, so we can we can judge for ourselves. It's worth. I mean, none of that is in the original. Why don't you speed up? We don't have time for this. Play two speed, two X, two, two X, Unchained Melody. Yeah. Or is it? See, I think it's definitely, definitely much better. This is tremendous. It is amazing. Those those like you know vocal fluctuations there. It's they when you speed them up. Micro rhythms. They work out great. Is that what they're called? Micro rhythms? Yeah, that's what uh, all music is. It's micro rhythms. The, that's what what gets? All music is is, is micro rhythms. Oh, allmusic.com. Allmusic.com. Yeah, I mean, they said they were getting rid of that, and then they t- totally didn't. So all music's still going strong, still out there. Uh, so they, they get rid of the micro rhythms? Yeah, they got rid of all game. How do you feel about all game on the website? I don't know what that is. Oh, it was great. It's the best, best, uh, best website. Um, so, here is my question for you: At what place did you ever see the most intense dance vibes? Ooh, um, uh, this club in Shanghai. Okay, is this the EDM club you talked about? Possibly, yeah. I mean, it it was EDM music, I guess. No. <laughs> so, it means the club isn't exclusive to playing EDM. No, I don't know what the club was exclusive to, but it was playing EDM-ish music. Yeah, yeah. And how would you compare the dance vibes to what we see here at the club? Much higher. <laughs> well, it's a different time. I mean, yeah, that's true, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're kind of. I I would describe the. The Cocktail Club, which I'm sure that's what it was called, the Cocktail Club. Uh, I would describe the Club of Jamaica as kind of a, a bunch of people pretty um, generously spaced apart from each other. Kind of kind of grooving. Yeah. You know? They're grooving. They're yeah. grooving. They're kind of shifting from foot to foot and kind of like moving a little bit with so their arms. When you hear intense dance vibes, yeah. you kind of mean the fact you cannot stand still. If you are just around these dance vibes... 
You just will be. It's like the Tarantella. But your, your body is thrown into it, convulsions of dance. There's a key thing here, which is it is a property not of the music or the performance. It is a property of the club. Sure. It, it takes an atmosphere of the club to produce those intense dance vibes. So it's like confetti everywhere. Yeah, or you know, I mean, it t- or and people, you know, excited people that are into it. You know, it's that whole thing. A right? floor that lights up. A floor that lights up. That would yeah. that would be. So so what was what. At in the Shanghai uh, dance club, give it the most intense dance vibes. Extremely tightly packed people. Okay. All jumping, stack and packed. <laughs> yeah. uh, doing the pencil pencil jump. Yeah. Good. Uh, well, no, I mean not necessarily jumping straight up. Yeah. Just a lot of lot of motion. Uh, just just a lot. So you do you think you would have been able to get to the middle and just stand there? Um. You could have. You would not have wanted to. Uh, the dance vibes kind of carry you with them. Because it's infectious. Yes. Yeah. When, when everyone around you is very tightly packed, moving a lot, and jumping a lot, uh, you, you kind of want to as well. So, it, Does this imply that Carrie Coughlin has poor judgment dance clubs, that she is accurate in the time in which she is placed, or that this implies some other aspect of her character? I think Carrie Prognan is kind of filling in. Is kind of, is kind of filling in time here. Time. Time. I think she's filling in time. Um, it's it's the sort of thing you say. You're with other people. Yeah. None of none of you are very interesting. You're. <laughs> and you're hanging out together in the middle of this club, where, which is also not. It's it's pleasant. It's not. I wouldn't say it's interesting. I mean, it's worth knowing because a few things were on Carrie Prognan. Yes. Uh, so she is very clearly uh, eyeballing uh, Brian Flanagan. Absolutely. And it's making everyone very uncomfortable, right? Absolutely. I mean, it makes. I think it makes Elizabeth Shue very very uncomfortable. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, Flanagan doesn't really seem to react or care. Uh, That's Cog- what he does. Coglin is just basically completely oblivious, right? Uh, maybe. I mean, or, the fact he pulls her away for a dance here and then starts, you know, kissing her. I mean, he seems... Feels a little defensive. He's ostensibly very happy. Well, that's... I mean, if we're watching this from the, you know, outsider's perspective, then yes. I mean... He's, he, he's a very happy man. He seems very happy, but we already see right now that, one, his wife... Seems not to have a lot to say. Again, <laughs> skip for two. No. Millionaire. By the way, have you seen our phone? Is that nice? This is our nice. Uh, I nice did notice. Mode. I did notice the phone is flashing colored lights. Yes, that's error mode for you. It's nice. Um, is it error mode? Yeah, it's in some sort of error mode, so it's just flashing around <laughs> lights. It's great. I like it's good it. Good to have. I like yeah. it a lot. Um, okay. So one more thing is, how do you feel about Brian Flanagan's line about uh, about Carrie Prognan? What is, oh, that uh, he says. Uh, he I says, don't get. I don't get the two of them. That's what Shu says. Yeah, he says. Uh, did, well, he says something about her wife's family or Coggins wife's family owns half of Manhattan. Or he she's, says she's just a little rich chick whose family owns half Manhattan. How does, and just to piss them off, she decided to marry a bartender. Yeah, how does he know this? He's 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 reading he's guessing. Lines. Sure. So okay, here's a question for you. He's reading a line. Here's a question but, for you. Do you get the two of them? Um, I kind of get the two of them. So, so what is what is right for Coglin? 
if playing the part well, of matchmaker. If yes, if uh, so, Coglin. I mean, he definitely was looking for a woman with money. That was explicit. Yep, because he doesn't have any. He uh, he, has, he, has, he doesn't have a lot. I think he's in debt. He's yes. So he needs some help there, and he is looking for someone attractive. Uh, do you think that he would make a trade-off between an unattractive woman uh, who has a lot more money and an attractive woman who is fairly wealthy? Um, I I mean, certainly I think wealth is his primary optimization criteria. Yeah. But I think, why not both? <laughs> sure. I mean, she owns... Half of Manhattan. Half of Manhattan, which... Uh, is a lot of money. Yeah, well, let's, let's see. Uh, Just type in... One half times Manhattan yeah, in USD. A, I'm looking at a, a, a recent paper, Metropolitan Land Values, by David Albuy, Gabriel Ehrlich, and Minshul Shin. Sure. Which estimates uh, different municipalities and basically how much. So central Central New York City, which is to say, it's it's based around Manhattan. Sure. Uh, in 1988. Uh, well, let's, let's just let's look at 2005, 2010, and just kind of do some mental math ourselves. Okay. Uh, so this is the middle, I believe, half mile radius in the middle of Manhattan. Okay. So this is in all of Manhattan. Uh, $123 million per acre on average. Oh, that's expensive. Yeah, and that's it's, it's a good amount. The total amount of urban land value in New York is $2.5 uh, trillion. Okay. And that's, that's, that's in uh, New York being Manhattan. That's all of or New York City. That's all of New York City. Okay, well, we got to scope that down. So, okay, so divide, how is, divide by five. That's not that's not correct. Manhattan is by far <laughs> the most valuable stuff, and this is just looking at land values too. So, not even the fact that she owns all the buildings, all the infrastructure. Yeah. Uh, basically, I'd say all people she owns. If you're in Manhattan, yeah. she owns half of you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, is that yeah? It's just half of every person. It's not. Yeah. So yeah. I think a pro- okay, but how much are you weighing weighing each borough? Um, I mean, I would weigh them equally. <laughs> so Staten Island is... 20%. Okay, that's fair. Yep. Uh, so in any case, if this is true, which I think she probably does not own half Manhattan, but she... Uh, no, she, her, her her family does. Sure. I, I do not shoot. think... Shoot. I don't think that's true because they would be worth more than Warren Buffett. Um, right? Well, at the time. At the time, yes. Then they sold to Warren Buffett. Yes. I love this shot, by the way. Not this shot, but the next shot. It's the shot that starts out behind. I love. It starts in darkness. You see Shoe's face coming up. Yeah. It's a good shot. And, and, and Flanagan bringing in the beers. Yeah. yeah it, it is nice. Me, it took me a few times before I really appreciated that shot, but uh, it was it was. And good. then Coglin pops in from behind. <laughs> the little Coglin pop. Okay, nope. so. A little cog pop. So, okay, do you see, how do you see them together if it wasn't for the money? Let's say you're actually looking at compatibility. compatibility. Yes. Uh, she likes intense dance vibes. Coughlin, I think, is indifferent. Yeah, okay, indifferent on intense dance vibes. Yeah. Um, she likes the beach. Seems to like it, yeah. It's pretty nice. She's prepared for it. She is, yep. Um, he likes the beach. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, does he? Maybe. I think he he can go to the beach. Sure. He has no objections to being at the beach. He's witty. He's very witty. I mean, people people love Coglin. As as Brian Flanagan says, uh, 
Are you immune to oh. Coglin's fatal charms? Give him a minute. You'll love him. All women do. And men. And men. I think everyone loves Douglas Coglin. Friend to all. Uh, just, just wonderful man. Uh, and yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I think who, if you're trying to make Coglin happy, yeah. Do you think the answer is money? Does money deliver happiness? It's very bright in here all of a sudden. Yeah. Um. Uh. Does money deliver happiness? Yes. Um, well, um, I guess money does buy Coca-Cola. <laughs> yes. Coca-Cola allows you to open happiness. That's very true. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, you also you use money to go to the Coca-Cola Museum uh, in, in Atlanta, mm. which I've been meaning to go to for decades now. Wow. Still need to go there. St- I, I've been dying to try Beverly for decades. And then I learned I went to Epcot and did not try it, and it was right under my nose. Wow. So so you smelled it? I No, my nose was, like, I plugged it. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, wow. nose. Oh, uh, it's nose. Just, it's just terrible luck. Okay, so I, I think, I mean, if you're trying to make Coglin happy, let's just say that money just flows in from everywhere. There's a benefactor. Sure. What kind of woman do you think you should be with? Um, uh, someone who's, um... S- someone I, no, I, I, no one actually really no <laughs> I think no one I would say opinionated funny feisty and sure. pushes him around sure okay I, think I could be, see I think that complimenting for, him I think it'd be good for him yeah because I think he and he'd be a changed man because he hates himself everyone here hates themselves but sure. Coglin hates himself the most sure and I think he wants to basically be Kind of just put in line, but then kind of say, like, oh, I still value you. And I think Carrie Coughlin doesn't really value Coughlin. No, she values Progden. (laughs) She she loves the family name. Uh, So, but Flanagan's theory that she is doing this to piss off her family, do you think that's that's reasonable? That's an awful... She probably could have done a lot of stuff without... Well, it's signing up for a lot of trouble. Sure. I mean, it seems to be... I think that... I think this is more... Flanagan saying that like this is the pattern, right? This is yeah. what it, this is what he does. Do you think this is a case of Flanagan being, you know, insightful, or do you think this is a case of Flanagan just kind of going off and saying things that are I, probably fake? Well, I, yeah, I think it's 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 primarily Flanagan being. Uh, I don't know. If it, it's not jealousy. It's more just like kind of uh, disdain, I guess. Because he's dissing everybody at the same time. One yeah. is he's saying. Coglin is actually fairly a subhuman that someone would only you know, be with as a joke. Sure. Which is, I think, fairly unfair to the idea of Coglin just being a human being who des- deserves respect. And then, I mean, just explicitly, he really, uh, Kiryu Progden, says that she's just a little rich chick. And I mean that's I mean I think she's not very, little I'll tell you that much she, she is easily seven inches taller than Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Do we see them in the same shot? That uh, no, we, they're never shown in the same shot because that would be too embarrassing. <laughs> no, they are they're in the same shot in the club. I'm pretty sure we're about to yeah. see the height difference. Although Tom Cruise walking in at angles, so you can't really tell. And then, of course, when he gets up to, to the... He's walking up a ramp, I'm sure. Well, no, I'm, I was going to say, every time he's on set, they actually put him on a ramp, they slide him around. Yes, yes, yes. and he pretends to walk. <laughs> exactly. On his short, stubby legs. <laughs> Just have a small little treadmill underneath him. Yes, okay, here we go. Tom okay. Cruise walking in, 
next to Carrie Prognan, obscured by Coughlin, so they can't be seen next to each other. Okay, in this shot. In this shot, they look equivalent height. In fact, he looks slightly taller. But they fake the hell There's out of that. There's no way that's the case. Yes. Yeah. I would also, say suddenly Coughlin is taller than her. She's she's walking in like a trench. She's walking in like a trench. Oh, you think they dug out a trench for her? Also, Tom Cruise is taller than Elizabeth's shoe by like six inches here in this yeah. shot. Okay, let's see what the internet says. Uh, Carrie Progden played by Kelly Lynch. Uh, Kelly Lynch height. I'm way ahead of you. Okay, Tom Cruise. Five foot nine. I would have expected taller, but okay. Tom I mean, Cruise height. These, these five foot four. Five foot seven. Seven. Okay, so he's two inches shorter than her. But I mean, this is. Okay. This is a great site, celebheights.com. Uh, on Twitter, she once mentioned her height saying, I'm five foot nine. That's a good source. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Let's read the comment section. Sam, I've gotten her mixed up with Laura Dern before, and thereafter thought of her as somehow related to the Derns. Kelly Lynch is a fine looking woman. Women? DeTruth says. Uh, on uh, June 2011, yep. she looked shorter than Tom Cruise at her heels. <laughs> that infamous day. When they were up in her apartment trying to cheat on Doug and Cocktail. No spoilers. It's amazing how many people on the internet talk about Cocktail. <laughs> I, it's just really surprising. Coming from Convoy, which no one on the internet seemed to talk about. Except for a few people. Except we talk about for, a lot. Except for a few very dedicated people. Yes. Cocktail just seems to get a lot of casual attention across the internet. Yes. Uh, for granted, Tom's character was probably wearing boots, lifts, or both. I'm sure. And not his character, so, Tom. So after the truth said that, the, the, man, the man came in and says, No the way man. taller than five foot nine. She was short in Tom Cruise in cocktail with her shoes off. Tom had shoes on, but she was five foot ten. Tom would be shorter. Uh, editor Rob says, In 1989, Chicago Times described her as five foot nine model. Uh, I Cube for thirty two big Cube fan. <laughs> oh, it says, all ties together. I agree with a five foot ten assessment. In their few scenes together in Charlie's Angels, she looked a good oh. inch taller than Cameron, who's about five foot nine, five foot ten. She's in Charlie's Angels. Maybe the original TV series. Oh, okay. Wait, but no, Cameron would be would be um would be uh what's her name um Cameron Diaz. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the that's the that's the movie. So every week they re-rank the top 50 celebs for height. Who is the tallest celebrity? Chris Hemsworth, 6 foot 3. That seems like there would be taller celebrities than that. Uh, next, Lil Uzi Vert is 5 foot 4. <laughs> these can't be in order. No, these are in order of how much people are interested in them. Oh, well, that's not the way to rank them. Yes, it is. I think it's how many people search for their page. I see. Okay. Tom well. Cruise is number 9, 5 foot 7 and 3 quarters. <laughs> wow, getting that three quarters out. They just I mean at that point just round up, right? Yeah. Five foot eight. Tom Cruise, tall man. Absolutely. Uh so there you go. That's uh I think we got good information on that. Uh, <laughs> this is Kitchen Stanford. We are uh we are uh watching cocktail. This is Earful of Cocktail, episode ten. A bit of a loosely prepared episode, uh, to give a kind of throwback feel to the show. Back before we did hours and hours of, of deep analysis, this is kind of a, it's 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 a handback sesh. Yes, unless yes. you're listening on the podcast, and then it's not. No, then it's very, very, very uptight. Okay, uh, so should we move on to romantic banter scene? I really have not been looking forward to this, <laughs> which is why I've been stalling. Um, sure. But we can talk about this. I really want to get to the montage, the crontage. Sure. Well, let's get to the crontage. Okay, should we talk? we got to talk about romantic banter real quick, though. Okay, let's just see this. Let's listen to the, listen to the back and forth. 
we'll on. we'll come back. We'll talk about it briefly. I'd say no more than two minutes of discussion. Okay, before you one minute apiece, timed. And what do you think about Tom Cruise switching from his bartending shirt to his nighttime shirt? They're both very oversized. <laughs> But does it make sense? It's like, oh, I wouldn't yes. be caught dead in my club. Yeah. Because it's dark. Yeah. Well, no, it's just in general, you know, you would change to go to the club. You wouldn't, I mean, he's been wearing this shirt all day while bartending. It's so probably disgusting. Okay. Yeah. So he's just trying it's, to be fresh. It's probably covered in, you know, various like liquor and sweaty. And yeah, he's been on the beach bartending for the whole day. You don't yeah. wear that shirt to the club. Maybe not. Yeah. Okay. We're in the club now. The the bass player is I'm assuming that's a bass player. Um seems very into it. These people are not these are not intense dance vibes. Well I just noticing in the background. Everyone here is just kinda nodding. Do you see what the text says in the mural in the back of this uh this this club? Uh it says dance club. It says dance cave. Dance cave. Well it's I mean it only makes sense that a dance cave would have intense dance vibes. Simple. It's very simple. Guess to piss them off, she decided to marry a bartender. True love. Let's dance. Okay, <laughs> so we're gonna listen to this scene. We're gonna talk about it for two minutes. Yeah. And we're gonna move on. It's not a good scene. Well, this this scene's great, but you mean the next scene? Yeah. Okay. Only, wow, they dance forever. Only one other white person in the club. Yeah. Do you ever have the feeling that you might need somebody? You know, when you walk into some place or something. Star-crossed lover syndrome? Hmm. No. No. Because I had a premonition that I was going to meet somebody when I came down here. Really? Mm-hmm. You still got time, you know. Some woman must have really done a job on you. And why does it always have to be a woman? Well, it doesn't. Your friend, uh, what's his name, Doug, could have done it to you. What's this? Immune to Coglin's fatal charms? Give him a minute. You'll love him. All women do. Well, I'm not like all women. I'll give you that. Hmm? Of course, I'm not like all men, either. Yes, you are an original. Till you prove otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I better be careful not to lose my unique status. Mm. So is this one night stand time? Hmm? Doesn't make you a bad person, you know. Your parents own half of Manhattan? No. <laughs> And your virtue's quite safe with me. For this evening, anyway. Excruciating. Oh, God. Okay, okay let's start the clock. Here, and start the clock. Okay, so I think one thing that's very interesting is the fact that she latches her hands behind his neck and then kind of crosses them, mm. which is a very weird style I've never seen before. It seems to be, one, telegenic, and two, I think it's uh, it's interesting. I think um, that's a a normal move but okay yeah uh so what is it so they she he asked her if her family owns half of manhattan she says no yeah which is like you know it's 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 
she says it is time for one night stand uh, and he says it doesn't make you a bad person so does that mean like is he just saying it's okay to to fornicate and says your honor is like good with me unless you are rich unless yeah which is basically I would seduce you and basically marry you for your money but instead sure. now we're gonna have no strings attached romance yes. yeah it's a weird kind of thing going on here also he well says, it's in contrast to Coughlin's you know Sure. I mean, it's a reference, but it doesn't actually, like, really map on very clearly. Map on. Map on. Uh, So the next question is, uh, so she comes in saying it's romantic. We're just saying, like, oh, you want to see, you you see someone think you you met someone you're going to love forever. And he says, oh, who are you going to meet then? It's not me. It's like, oh, someone did a number on you. You're a bruised lover. And uh, he says, and she's like, why do you always think it has to be a woman? You know, it's like, oh, it might be your friend Doug. Like, it's like, isn't his platonic friend Doug bruised him for romantic relationships? Or is he saying, like, he could have also been, you know, pan, you know, you know, uh, just pansexual and, and just been bruised in other sexual ways? Uh, I think it's the former, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's weird to imply that your platonic friend has bruised you in the matters of love. Uh, one more love, thing I want to say love, here. love. Tom Cruise in playing the bruised lover, he's not good at. It. He is no. not. He is. He does not play bruised. It is not something he can play. He plays intense. It's Tom Cruise in bruised. <laughs> okay, good. And that's two minutes of analysis. <laughs> I saw. Uh, I saw a uh, amazing timer the other day. This was. Uh, it was put out by Hewitt Packard. It's a timer with one basically input at all. This is made in the 80s. Okay. You flip a switch. Yep. And then after a minute, it'll beep once for one minute. After two minutes, it'll beep twice for two minutes. <laughs> after three Sounds minutes... Sounds useful. I believe it was made uh, basically... For astronauts? It was made for astronauts. It goes to 15. Uh, it, has been, it has been told it's perfect for baking cookies. <laughs> no, that's not... Well, I've been told it was. Okay. So that's... it's hey, wait, wait, so it beeps 15 times? <laughs> yes. Okay. Isn't that an amazing timer? It's really, great, really great. Great UI. All um, right. Uh, okay. Well, we got through that romantic banter thing. That's yeah. good. I wrote... I, my note I wrote about that was romantic banter is mostly meaningless. Um, so, it's good. I mean, it's it's about... Is he ready to love again? In the montage says, yes. Yes. Brian Flanagan is ready to love again. Yes. But that's really not the center of love the again. Love again. Love again. <laughs> love again. <laughs> it's time, You're love late. again. You're late, yeah. love again. <laughs> Very good. Um, uh, okay. So next up. It's, oh, if it was if it was uh, uh, Brian Lovegan and Carrie Prognan, and they had a kid <laughs> named Colin Lovegan Prognan. <laughs> very, very good. Um, okay. So then they have the montage. Montage, many things happening. We open. With the music of Oh, I Love You So by Preston oh, Smith. Oh, I love you so. Yes, yes, uh, yes, I know. Oh, oh, love you so. Yes, yes, uh, yes, I know. Let's hear the scream. Here comes the scream. That's it right there. That's the scream in the song. Yeah. Yes. So here is his, uh, his page on Twitter, on Twitter, on Wikipedia. Preston Smith, uh, <laughs> Twi- Twi- Twikipedia. Twikipedia. Uh, Preston Smith, musician. Preston Smith, an American blues singer-songwriter from Houston, Texas, most known for his original song, Oh, I Love You So, which he performed in the movie Cocktail, starring Tom Cruise. Of course. I knew that was where that article was going. <laughs> That's very good. That's I, I was hearing that... Uh, it's nice to mix some indie music into your, you know, your movie. He... 
Okay, let's see this. I'm, I'm, I'm finding more details about him. Ooh, you're on the, the website for music aficionados. Yeah, access.com. Access. If you've been out and about in some retail outlets recently, you've probably seen me Easter stuff already. Yes, I have. Yes, Easter stuff. Like any reasonable person probably think Easter is a Valentine's Day. Blah, blah, blah. Preston Smith is a blues singer-songwriter and a song place movie cocktail. Uh, if you've ever <laughs> heard the, the song, Oh, I Love You So, Preston Smith the one who sings it. While it was noteworthy, that was a long time ago. And Preston Smith did a lot of stuff since then. Do your favor. Look for a live performance on YouTube. And listen to how this cat plays the blues. He plays a pretty low-down guitar and accents with a pretty harmonica playing. One thing for sure, Smith will get you moving. And that's exactly the point of Mardi Gras that he's moving. So there you go. Preston Smith, uh, he plays a lot of live shows, and I think he is uh, famous for cocktail. Great. Yeah. Uh, pretty exciting. Um, yes. Okay. Should we enumerate the romantic outings? Absolutely should. Okay. Number one. Uh, they get very good at racing horses. I think I've heard this song before. <laughs> this song's called Meatballin'. This is, I mean, this sounds like all other smooth jazz, but... I get that he was, he was a blues man. And now it says that he is playing smooth jazz. This is absolutely smooth jazz. This is very San Diego right now. Do you think this is the same Preston Smith? No. He says he's a resident of Houston. He no. says he's a trumpeter. Maybe he's multi-talented. It's a triple threat. Uh, no, actually, I don't think that's the same one. That's a great song <laughs> called Meatballin'. Meatballin'. Okay, so yeah, okay. what's the new Number one, things going they, on? they race horses very quickly. Are they racing? They aren't at first, and then she challenges him to a race, and then they race. Did she say that? Yes. Oh, let's. let's they're riding horses slowly along the. Not slowly. They're riding horses quickly along the beach, and then she says something like, "Let's race," and, oh, I and then they that. go. Then they go much faster on the horses. In fact, they go like shockingly fast on these horses. Yeah. So. Um, okay. Yes. Second um, up. Second up, number two, getting off the bus. Bus is always a fun date site. Yep, they get off the bus. Number three, uh, they dance awkwardly with a street performer. Are they dancing? They're more. I think they're standing. They're in the grooving. They're 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 dance vibing. So they're would, dancing about as much as they were in the club. Can you disprove my assertion uh, that that man is hacky sacking? Oh, that's interesting. I mean, his feet are off screen, so you don't know. I'd say he is the the traditional look of a hacky sacker, which is spastically moving around. Uh, I assumed he was dancing. You talking Tom Cruise? I assume they were all dancing in the street, but b below their waist, off screen. Yes, yeah, they're just the, it's a little the, step dance. They're all river dancing. Yes, <laughs> river dance in the street, street yeah. dance, street dance. Okay, uh, um, stomp. Uh, they're river dancing because you don't you don't see below their waist, and they're in a river. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't it be amazing to have just like if they made a video of river dance? They never showed anyone below the waist, and they're just sit, they're standing in a river. <laughs> no, no, it's the whole performance of River Dance, yes. just the normal like River Dance movie. You can make it but happen. You get, I know you could edit a version of it, but you get a cut of it where you never see anyone below the waist. Don't they leap a lot though? Yeah, then the camera needs to go up with them. <laughs> hey, uh, machine learning can do this. Uh, yes. Um, okay. Uh, we get so dancing awkwardly with a street performer. Maybe we'll 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 dig more into that. Um, number four, walking in the street kissing. Yeah, that's a fun outing. They're they're walking by a number of Jamaican hats for purchase. Yep, J hats. J hats. Number five, they're getting into a car. Yeah, oh, getting into 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 Brian Flanagan's car apparently. 
Well, I mean, let's be clear. It's a Jeep. I initially said Jeep, but I it, I think it, the form factor is a Jeep. I don't think the brand is a Jeep. Well, that's two things. A Jeep is two things. It's a generic version of any you know, I'm, general purpose. I'm going to write Jeep-like car. Jeep-like car, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, what you what you mean is like it's a it's a it's a roofless crossover. Yeah. This what is the generic name that that does that? It's like a roofless crossover. Yeah, the World War Two Jeep. Uh, a, a Humvee. Four wheel drive military utility vehicles. Yeah, a, a, a MUV. Me, it's interesting that there's, I mean, normally there is a generic name paired with, I mean, I feel like a lot of things you need to protect your, you need to protect your, you know, trademark from being genericized. It seems like Jeep hasn't done that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what you also call that. I would call it a Jeep-like car or a uh, roofless Here's what uh, English crossover. Stack Exchange says. As a counterpoint to uh, Kevin, I have heard non-Jeep branded vehicles that are of the same format called Jeeps, and in fact would have used that word myself for the top two images. I would not use SUV for the second image, as I generally think SUV is a more full-sized enclosed vehicle, e.g. a Tahoe or a Navigator, although it is obviously a sports utility vehicle. The third vehicle I agree is a van. Uh, for reference, I'm in the southeastern U.S. So, yeah, I think call them, call them Jeeps. Huh. It would be fun to start an online community where you decide how to talk about cars. Okay, oh, we said, missed the line. I heard it. I heard it. Okay. What did she say? Come on, I'll race you. See? Or come on, and Brian. They go, they're going very fast on those horses on the beach. Okay, that man might be hacky sacking. <laughs> I thought he was just dancing. I think he's dancing in a hacky sack way. Sure. Hi. Okay, and then oh, so okay, so let's resume here. So we had, we had number five was getting into Flanagan's Jeep-like car. Sure. Number six is backflips on the beach plus playing in the water. I lumped that all into one because it's a single activity. I would say they're fighting. They are fighting. There is a big like romantic fighting thing in this. Like earlier, remember when he was in bed with um, uh, Coral. Coral? Yes. Yeah. Uh, when he was in bed with Coral, they were like wrestling. Yes. Yeah. So now he's he's like wrestling with with Shu in the water. Do we still not know Shu's name? By the way, her character Shu. name? Shu. Do we not know her character's name yet? It's not been said in the movie. That's pretty incredible, given we know the name of uh, of Carrie Prognan and we don't know the name of Shu. Um. So yeah, let me see what the first time her name is put in the movie. <laughs> uh, it's in the credits. <laughs> Um, it's weird. Uh, it, it appears later we have the line, "Where's uh Jordan?" <laughs> so her name know. is Jordan. Her name is Jordan. I yeah. didn't know that. We Maybe. should not. We we didn't. We well, you didn't hear that. I think your name's Shu. We didn't hear that. Yeah. Well, that's the first time Jordan said. We haven't really gotten confirmation no. that's her name. As a, as a viewer, we would just assume her name is Shu. Yeah. I mean, people see her on screen. They and know they say Shu. They say Shu. That's say Shu. Just just without really having any kind of control, you just kind of... Say sublimini shoe. Uh, sublimini shoe? Sublimini shoe. Sublimini yeah. shoe. Uh, so let's, let's close analysis. <laughs> that's, that's someone's name? Yes. Tell myself yeah. I won't know more, but here I go again. The way I fall so hard and fast, 
You'd think I've never been in love, 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 like i never been in love, love, love. Here I go again. So even though you're telling yourself that you won't know more, but there you go again. And, and it's harder and faster than you've ever been at any point before. And I think this is like, it's, it's, it's a bruised Flanagan song. It's saying that Brian Flanagan, he's been through so much. Mm. He, he had... He's finally ready to love again. He's finally ready to love again. It's been over four minutes. Uh, heartaches take slow. You ain't got hard, far to go. Yes. If you travel smooth, life be... A pleasure cruise. A pleasure cruise. Oh, oh, I love you so. Yes, yes, uh, yes, I know. Oh, I love you so. Yes, yes. Yes, I, I. This song was chosen because it's it include it's it's because of the title. I mean, I'll say it's a fairly pleasant song. Yeah, I thought it was like a Peter Gabriel song when I. Yeah, heard it. it does kind of have that vibe to it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of. Uh, the next line is this was not featured in, in this because it was cut off. I took a bus, took plane, took a railroad train. I took so, a bus to, to, to took a took a took a bus to Ibiza. Do, do you think it's? Do you think <laughs> the show of BGI was cool? <laughs> what song is that? I took a bus to Ibiza. Is this we're going to Ibiza, Venga Boys. It, no, that's a good one too, though. Yeah. No, it's uh, I took a pill in Ibiza. Which, by the way, it's I mean we're it's all coming together because yeah. the Venga bus. The Venga. <laughs> <laughs> the Venga. The Venga bus to Ibiza. Yes. Uh, do you think it's possible they found the song because they were having the scene with them off the bus and they wanted to find a song that features a line with the bus to play over it and then they said, oh wait, this doesn't really flow. Let's just use the rest of the song. I think not- it was, yeah, it was It was uh, the director saying, get me a bus song. <laughs> Give me a bus song. And they came back with wheels on the bus. Yes, not, not, not appropriate. No, no, that and one then, got next. And they, they commissioned one by the Venga Boys, and it took them like 10 years to ride it. <laughs> the Venga bus. Venga <laughs> bus goes up and down. <laughs> Imagine how great it would be the Venga <laughs> if this scene, if this, Well, let's, let's try it. Let's try this scene just yes. with the Venga bus. Let's over whole, it instead. Let's let's make it try cut the whole the movie. movie. Yeah, with just where Venga we, we cut it to Venga Boys. Uh, oh, where every song in the movie is a Venga Boys song? No, where every every moment in the movie. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh no! Do the one with the version of the lyrics on screen. I mean, yeah, that does that does help. Yeah. Um, what? What? Well, well, so which one? Uh, the Venga Bus is in the title of it. Yes, but. It's hard to tell. I, there's only one way to find out. <laughs> Just imagine intense dance vibes when this is happening. Yeah, this would be great in that club. Oh, this is great with the movie right now. This is making the movie a lot this better. This is working really well. <laughs> They're splashing around in the water. Okay, I don't actually... No, I, I believe the Venga Bus Goes Up and Down is actually from a different Venga Boys song. This is the same song. No, you think it's the same song, but all Venga Boys songs sound... <laughs> The same. And down, and up, and down. 
See? Different Benga song. Slightly different song. Benga boys are back in town. Benga bus goes up and down. So, okay, so turn this off. So the line in uh, We Like to Party is the Venga bus is coming and everybody's jumping. New York through San Francisco. And, and Pacific inter- Disco. And Interstate Free Disco. And interstate Free Disco. This is so much better with this song. Okay, so let's let's talk about more about the rest of their montage, the crontage. Yes, let's talk about the crontage. Okay, that was that was more Vanga Boys. Let's talk about the crontage. Okay, um, we have two more. Two more uh, to get through here. Two more romantic outings. So there's backflips on the beach plus playing in the water. That was six. Do you remember what seven is? Seven, they're walking along the uh, road. Walking down the street. Walking walking down a manual road. Don't sure. you, boy? Walking on the manual road. Absolutely. You know that uh, song? Yeah, walking along a manual road. Walking along a manual road. Don't you, boy? It's a... It's a um, it's a um, jump in the line song. Hmm. Jump, jump in the line. Oh, okay. Jump in the line. It's, it's a Calypso. It's on Calypso, yes. From that famous artist. Harry Belafonte. Harry Belafonte. There we go. Okay. I, I, was, I was singing uh, the Banana Boat song. Down just, a Manuel Road. Yeah, just... Uh, okay, and then there is just number eight. Uh, number eight. You know what the last one is? La- the I, do final not th- I do not think the line Venga bus goes up and down Venga all- bus goes up and down No, that's not a line in the song da, 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 No, that's, da, not, da, a, that's da, not a line da, da. in the song It's in one of the songs You're thinking the Venga boys are back in town The Venga boys are back in town Venga bus goes up and down Okay, we're running out of time to do all our now. I know, so seven seven walking down the street Yes Walking down a manual road Okay, so number I mean, eight. You remember number eight is? Uh, Romantic outing number eight. That's that's after the crontage. No, it's part of the crontage. Well, it's the conclusion of the crontage. I think it's the next scene. Okay, she's, she's making a photorealistic depiction of Tom Cruise. She's she is sketching him. Yeah. Do you think she's drawing Brian Flanagan or Tom Cruise? Uh, well, they're kind of the same thing when you're talking about a drawing. That's a good point. Uh, you're gonna draw if you draw a face, you're drawing a face. Yeah. I mean, it's, what's nice is if you work in Hollywood, if you play a new character, they could reuse that prop in a new movie. Um, the, the prop of his drawn face? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's he's a gonna, great, he's going to look prop. the same. Yeah. So I'd say, okay, so the main takeaway from this whole date sequence is compare this to what happens with Coral. In yeah. Coral, they meet in a private in a private bar, immediately go up to her private brownstone, yeah, and you know, hot tub, bed, etc. Sure. In this, they're they, out in the world. They spend time in a community. They yes. spend on time on public transportation. Yep. In a public space. Yep. Walking by a, a marketplace. Yep. Wow, you're you're composing a song here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think if there's one takeaway here, it speaks to the uh, the general subtext of this five minutes of the whole movie of. You know, what is real wealth and where is it generated? It comes from things like owning half of Manhattan. It comes from the wealth that is generated in community spaces. Sure. Like this. And I think that there's something very rich about interacting in the community as opposed to just basically holding up in fully privatized spaces. 
and there's something kind of richer and uh, more organic here. So I think as far as the Georgist uh, subtext of the movie goes, I think Always. this really drives it home. Good. Uh, yep. w- would you agree? Well, it's a football on the beach. You know I, d- I noticed the football <laughs> on the beach. It's interesting. It's it's not a great beach to play football on. Do you think that there's like a <laughs> scene where they're, it's completely close quarters, just throwing a football just Yes, I think they stood. I mean, the beach is probably, what, like 30 feet or something? Yeah. Which I guess is enough, but, you know, it, there's not a whole. If you miss, that thing's going in the water. Who? Whose idea was it to bring who, the football? Who? 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 <laughs> Whose idea? Who? Who? Whose idea who, was it to who? bring the football? Shoe. Shoe's <laughs> idea. Shoe. 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 Yeah, I think that's shoe. No, it's, it can't be because she's the she's the guest. Oh, so she's a tourist. She doesn't yeah. have a football with her. I th- Whereas Brian Flanagan's got a football. In his... I think before she packs, she deflates a football. Yes. Puts it in her luggage. And then blows it up when she gets Also, there. is it weird that... So he picks her up from what appears to be like a normal residence, and yet she is a guest at this resort that he's a bartender. I think that's the front door of the resort. Oh, that's... Okay. You think that's part of the resort. Is it weird she's at the resort? This doesn't seem like her scene, but she's going with friends, right? I mean, I... Yes. Do you think her friends are feeling blown off that after she it says... It is life? interesting that she was there with friends. Well, I mean, one of her friends went to the hospital, so they're I think done. she died. They <laughs> probably died. She said, yeah. like, it sounds... She had, what a, what she an hangover. adventure it's been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Owen did not get her to the hospital in no. time. No, Owen no, screwed no. up. No. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, um... Uh, yeah, no, I think she's just, uh, I, I think she is, uh, she's without friends now. <laughs> she has no more friends left in the world. Oh, absolutely none. And Brian Flanagan's all she has. So, quick, quick sideline, I, I think one of our favorite, uh, favorite segments of the show, Key Line Pie. Key Line Pie. Do we, okay, here we go. This is Key Line Pie. <laughs> Okay, key line pie. You got a key line for us? I think I have one key line, this. Intense dance vibes? I think I've never seen a club with more intense dance vibes. I've never seen a club with more intense dance vibes. We probably could have done that earlier when we first introduced it. Sure. But it's a good segment. I think it's fans, a, I mean, it's just nice to be able to say key line pie. Fans, fans crave it. Yeah. Ooh, man, I'm craving some key line pie right now. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about maybe kind of the more thematic underpinnings of this whole sequence, right? Um, what you just did, isn't it? Georgism? It's always Georgism. What no, else well, could it be? Well, there's more to it, too. Let's I talk see. about the sexual politics of this. Oh, it's okay, good. The other thing we that the movie always is. Yes. It's either sexual well, politics that, I mean, that, or land value. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> the, 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 the sexual politics is unavoidable in this movie. The main thing is, so Elizabeth Shue is heavily uh, basically keyed in as the nice girl. Sure. She, she is the one who is basically, they're doing kind of cute, you know, very kind of sweet, safe things romantically together. But they're also having apparently a one-night stand off screen. Maybe. It's, I mean, to... to well, we'll, we'll, we'll see that next, probably. Or we'll, we'll know in the next five minutes, but... Um, yeah. So, oh no, no. But the painting each other happened. Yeah, you're right. This is nighttime, and then the, the other stuff happens in the daytime. Their right. clo- clothes change several times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's over multiple days. So Shu says. So it's not a one night stand. No, no. no so, it's a so multi night stand. No, this is their first night, and it's she says to him, "So is this one night stand time?" Yeah. And he says, "Doesn't make you a bad person, you know." 
Yeah. So it sounds like she's saying to him, "Is like, are you just going to bring me back and then leave me and abandon me? Was this just your seduction?" And, and he, he says, "That's and he says, like, fine." He says, "If we do fornicate, it's fine." Sure. And that's what his statement is. Uh, well, he's highly incentivized to say that. <laughs> that's true. That's what you say in any case. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's not clear whether they go any further. I mean, I guess the question is. In a lot of ways, this fits in with the overall vibe of the movie of 1950s and 60s songs played in the 80s. This has the basic kind of politics of dating in the 1950s and early 60s. Mm, just With moved, a little 80s twist. Moved into an 80s twist. Mm. Just imagine if this movie was made, this plot was made in 1961, yeah. 1962, yes. like how would it be different? The, date, the dating sequence would be the same. Yes, I mean, this would yeah. be very similar. I mean, if you compare yeah. this to something like uh, Where the Boys Are, uh, like a melodrama that came out in like 1960 or so. Sure. Great movie. Uh, okay. I mean, there's kind of, it's about a bunch of girls going to uh, Fort Lauderdale for spring break. and there's Oh, wo- Spring Breakers. Spring Breakers, yes, exactly. Uh, and, you know, most of them start relationships that are done the right way, which is they meet up and within a week... They decide to get married. They actually go with the explicit <laughs> attitude that they're hoping to get married while they're in spring break in Fort Lauderdale. Great. Yeah. But one gets seduced and basically gets pregnant and has an abortion and it ruins her life. Uh, this was made in the... 1960. It's, it, well, it's done with... Wow. It, it never says the word abortion. It's done with subtext. Sure. I, although she doesn't get pregnant. Like uh, Hills with White Elephants. She does get raped, though. Like Hills Without... Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, a lot of elephants on screen. Le- yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I mean, it's it it's it's one of those cautionary tales is a key in the time. Like, go to spring break in Fort Lauderdale, but be careful that you don't get basically used by men. Sure. And in this, it sounds like women are shamed for being with men, but it is not considered dangerous in the same way. Is I mean, so with Coral and and Flanagan. They basically have a physical relationship early, which is sh- basically condemned by Coglin on the sure, g- but not. I mean, Coglin's moral <laughs> framework is, I would say, not reflective of the broader moral fl- framework of the society. I didn't think in the in the movie. I think it kind of is because <laughs> I mean, because because Flanagan hates it. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Yes. And uh, we do see we do see a marriage. I mean, I just think in a lot of ways we don't see a marriage. We see the out the the aftermath of a marriage. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking of the uh, credit sequence. We see the, the the wedding. I don't know what you're. I don't. Well, of of Coglin and, and Progden. Coglin and Progden. Yeah, delete, deleted scenes. Oh, you know what? Yeah. deleted scene is that is their wedding? <laughs> okay, great. good, great. great scene. Um, the Coglin Progden <laughs> wedding. You're you're invited. Cog, yeah. The Coglin Progden. <laughs> Very good. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I just think in a lot of ways, it's weird how the overall idea is like, don't, one, don't rush into things like Coughlin. Mm. Two is don't have a cheap physical fling like Coral and Flanagan, but try to take it slow and romantically like Shu and Shu. Sure. Yes. Yes. Sure. And, yeah, exactly. But it tries to do it without the kind of weird danger and kind of condemnation mm. of, of a previous generation of movies. It yeah. Does in the There's way no of, consequences on either side. It's just one is preferable. <laughs> and exactly. And if, if you do basically 
you know, I guess take advantage of the loose moral code, you are basically penalized in the force of quarrel by she penalizes you for... For being equally... Yes. Uh, um, for, whatever. For, for, for just basically being open yeah. by, 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 by having sex with Coglin. Sure. Which is weird that it is both the thing to be kept secret and also the weapon. It's, yeah. It's, well, movie's tit very... for tat. Tit for tat. <laughs> yes. Uh, so... I don't know. I mean, I think it's 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 I think it's really at the core of the movie, and I think it's weird because in some ways she is the nice girl, and why does she fall for Flanagan so quickly? Because one, they don't have authentic meat cutes, and two is like it's very odd that just immediately she's one hundred percent into him, right? Sure. Oh well, that's not odd in a movie. I think a movie presumably takes more time to get into it. Well, they. But they, not this they went on an adventure. <laughs> they did. It it, it was quite an, a, a half hour adventure. The three of them initially. The three of them. Those yeah. two and Owen. Yes. Um. So uh, a couple things. Couple updates. Please. Update I, I've been doing some research. Yeah. Um. The, first of all, the word crontage looks great when you write it out. I yeah, I can imagine it. Second, essentially, there are essentially no Google results for the word crontage. There's crontag, but crontage very little. Hmm. Third, the domain crontage.com is available, as are the domains crontage.club hmm. and crontage.co. Very good. Uh, I'm all for it. Sounds good to me. Uh, so, okay, so I think it sounds like this is a very, very light five minutes. I think it might be time for us to talk about feuds. Few, we could talk about feuds. We also can talk about um, the drink of the app, but let's do feuds first. Sure. Here we go. Here's the feuds. Good feuding music. Yes. See, this is why it's nice to sometimes be surprised by your stingers. Okay, who are we feuding with now? Well, okay, so the background of this is there is a uh, another pod- podcast, uh, which I think it's fair to say that... Uh, has ripped us off, right? Yes. In that it is uh, it is a podcast that does a segment which is basically Drink the Up. It has been around for uh, like five or so years before we started being around, but I don't think that's any excuse. Uh, but okay, so but here's the... I mean, we're not going to say the name of the podcast. We're not. No. But let's just say this, is that... Uh, they created an episode, and I think this is part one of the feud. This uh, this podcast did an episode with analysis of the movie Convoy. Sure. Which, uh, if you want a true analysis, you should tune into the podcast uh, Earful of Convoy. We do about 45 hours of, 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 of tight analysis of the movie. It's very good. It's the only way to do it. Yes. Uh, and and to add to add insult to injury, the uh, they made a cocktail at the end of this. And uh, entitled it, uh, they entitled the Dirty Lyle. Yeah. So, and here's the thing, the uh, the thing they made is not a uh, it's not a Dirty Lyle. Uh, it is uh, sort of by the name of the guy. I mean, it is a Dirty Lyle. It is not the Dirty Lyle. I'd say it's uh, I'd say it's there's only one Dirty Lyle. They made a thing called Dirty Lyle. Wait, okay, I think I can find his name by looking at our... So if you go to the feuding section of our website... Yes, uh, there's an have, image there. There's an image there. Uh, and of a man. Of a, of, of, of a man who we are feuding with. 
So let's just see. Let's see. Open a new tab. Oh, Clint. His name is Clint. Clint. Okay, Clint. I'm I'm getting closer to finding out his name. The uh, Clint is fine. So Clint from Clint from pod, podcast. Pod, podcaster Clint from the unnamed podcast. Yes. Uh, which came pod- up with a recipe. Yes. Or was involved with the creation of a recipe. Well, okay, let's just say this. Yeah. Everybody is entitled to free speech. Sure. I'll admit that. Yes. But if you're doing a podcast about convoy, you should look up to see has there been 50 episodes of a of a podcast named Convoy in a way that I think does you a disservice to, to an analyze it because you've done a, a deficient job. Sure. Stay I, away. I, I haven't listened to it, but Stay I'm away. sure they did a deficient job. Yeah. And two, don't name it Dirty Lyle if that has already been claimed by that podcast. Don't, we are very careful to create only drinks that have not already been created. We are very, we very, are very careful. careful when we name, when we create and name our drinks, we are, yes. we are, so what, not not stomping on anyone's toes. If you go to earfulofconvoy.com slash cocktail. Yes. Cocktails. Cocktails. Earfulofconvoy.com. Slash cocktails. You will see the Dirty Lyle with our correct uh, our correct recipe from the movie. Yes. Which is some Everclear, some lemonade, drink in tumbler glass, tumbler glass, lukewarm. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's, we've, we've sampled that. It's a good drink. Uh, it's not yes. a great drink. Here is their drink. It is... One ounce apple juice. Ooh. 0.75 ounces apple brandy. Which, what's up with these apples? Why would you put apple brandy on top of is apple there, juice? Is there much apple concept in the in, 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 in the movie Convoy? Maybe they were watching it on a on an Apple Macintosh? I think they're watching the movie Thieves Highway, which is about apple trucking, and you got confused. That's my theory. Well, okay. Uh, could, three could, ounces Paps Blue Ribbon or other blonde beer. No. No. No, no, no. Don't put that in a drink. Three ounces ginger beer. What 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 is this drink? I don't know it's what this nightmare. is. This is not a drink. In a dash of cinnamon bitters, uh, just awful, just yeah. awful drink. Yeah. Uh, so, in other words, I think that that Clinty boy has, has screwed up bad in a number of ways. Sure. Uh, has one did a bad analysis. Uh, when uh, Keith Phipps, who is someone I've known from the AV Club uh, for years, they moved on to Dissolve. I don't know what he's way up to now. Went on this episode. Oh no! I will give him a pass. But I think just a guest. I, I don't Ga- know. Give him a guest pass. I'll give him a guest pass. Yeah. I mean, Clitty Boy is responsible here. How do we reach out to him and let him know about the feud? Well, I'm sure he's got a Twitter account. Well, we did tweet at him with "This is a false Dirty Lyle." Yes. And is we that... got, we only got responses from people we know. Uh, well, that that's uh, uh, that's a start. Yes. I mean, I think we sent him an email that says you are now in our feuding section. That we we've had great success with it in the past. <laughs> the last time we did this, it resulted in us interviewing some fairly notable people in the film yeah, industry. It was good. <laughs> and and with with an apparent open invite to be part of a commentary <laughs> section of the next Blu-ray release of, of Convoy, um, which I'll say, Clinny Boy. I don't think he's. I don't, I don't think, think he's, he's opening any doors for us anytime soon. No. Just look at him. You know, look at the smugness of him. On I his know, picture. a black and white photo. Who has a black and white photo in these days of the color web? Exactly. I, I mean, mean, the black and white web. Sure. Exactly. I mean, it's not the Civil War anymore, Clint. Yes. Yeah. Although Clint is a name of someone who would be <laughs> exactly in the Civil War. So I mean, I think this person is just stuck in Civil War. Just, just times. a repugnant human being. Yeah. I, I think he's he's one. He lacks he lacks the modern touch. I think he's just he's just an offensive person. Yeah. I think he's been in the feuding section until the terms of the feud ending uh, happen. And, and the what, terms of the feud ending are. I think that he he needs, has to admit. That that no wait better okay he has to drink <laughs> that's not gonna happen. on air 
a real Dirty Lyle? I think he just needs to say, okay, this is not the canonical. This is not the canonical. Okay. Correction. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, Also, I I realize right now, uh, so, so this show right now. Yeah. Uh, I I've yet to uh, to review this on iTunes. Uh, we still ha- don't have five reviews of this. We need if you're a listener. Yeah, which we do have at least five listeners. Yes, if not, you're, maybe not every. Well, episode. We should we should tweet asking people to. I feel like people mostly just follow us on Twitter and don't listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think they listen sometimes. It sounds okay. like they sometimes listen road trips. Yeah, which sounds it's, awful. Uh, yeah, to well, listen to, I mean, this show is bad enough to do once. No, so you need to marathon it. Yeah, no, you want you want like four episodes in a row. My my um, other podcast now has five reviews. Wow, well done. Do, do five any, five star reviews. Do any of yours have reviews? Oh, my old ones do. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah my old ones got lots of reviews. Yeah, how many reviews? Because that's the eight golden I don't age know, reviews. Dozens. What was the name of it? Well, plug your shows. My shows the history, history the history pod podcast. I think it got taken down from iTunes um, because it didn't conform with their latest standards or something. By Scott um, Alsop. That's not the one. That's a that's an interloper. Um, Everything Digital Podcast, the History oh. Pod Podcast, Test of Trivia Podcast. Which one is the, the best Hell Yeah Show? Uh, the, still got the Hell Yeah Show. That's actually probably still on um, on iTunes. Actually, I didn't didn't have the reviews. Oh, that's too bad. Anyway, well, if you're out there, you're a listener, please go to iTunes, Earful of Convoy slash Cocktail. Give us a review, um, <laughs> nah, okay. positive or negative. But if it's a negative review, please email it to us uh, in the contact info that you'll get in a little bit. Do not put it on iTunes. Okay. How are we doing? Are we ready for... There's there's the Everything Digital Podcast. <laughs> found it. That's one, one episode. One app. One really good app. <laughs> Lately, I've been experimenting with Apple, Apple's Quartz Composer software, and I found it to be really well, limitless. Just give, give that a play. Okay, let's say uh, let's give, play. Give that a give that a just a, yep. There you go. I, I let me, okay. So how do how do I do this? I don't know. It sounds hard. Is it not? I don't know how to do this. I do you not have iTunes installed? No, you are I'm, running Linux, I am so its chances are pretty low. That's okay, this is gonna work. It's not. Oh, oh no! <laughs> this is a good website. See, uh, see, a player. Oh, Player FM. I think I have heard of that. Yeah, I've listened yeah. stuff. Uh, you know what? I, oh wait, it's a movie file. That's why it's there. Experience Quartz Composer is a is a movie file. You will not be able to play that. <laughs> you will only be able to play that in QuickTime and probably only weird versions of QuickTime. Good. Yeah, which okay. support Quartz Co- Composer uh, experiments. Okay, so... All right. That's... Well, that has been... Uh, what was the... Se- what were we doing? Feuding. Feuding! Okay, very good. All right. I think it's time to invent a drink. What do you say? I think so. I say drink time. This is not the theme song to Drink of the App. Drink of the App. I think that's, that 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 moves around. You did it last time. I don't think it can be everywhere. Oh, is this the theme song to Drink of the App? It's better than that. Sure. Uh, I think I think we we need probably a good theme song to Drink of the App. Yeah. Uh, how about just like um like glasses pouring? 
That sounds good. Okay, so what drink the up here? Are you are you feeling inspired? I am not. I feel I feel weary. Five minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel weary. I, I feel like we need. Well, I, your community thing. Maybe we can do something that, about the community and dates. That going on dates. Uh, okay. Well, going I on mean, date wrestling in the water. Intense dance vibes. Intense dance vibes. Dan we could do something themed around that club. By the dance way, vibes. Let's, let's be very clear. Linda yeah. Shoot has a great uh, flip. Yeah, her backflip is fantastic. Yeah. Is it, and it's definitely her. It's not a stump double. A stump. A stump double. A stump is double. it a stump double? Yeah. Is that uh, like when um, when there's like a tree that's going to be cut down? Yeah. You have a stump double. <laughs> yes. Um, height. Height. Oh, yeah. The the height differential. <laughs> differential. <laughs> okay, but let's talk about like what does this five minutes feel like? Intense dance vibes. Does it though? No. It feels like, I mean, it feels like... I don't know if I'm just cloudy or if this is actually... It's like a hazy, it's like a It's like a reverse dream sequence. <laughs> kind of. It's like a ha hazy date night. Hmm. <laughs> hazy date night. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It, should con it contains some, um, some like, quaaludes. Well, I mean, so we, we've gone from kind of feeling that we stepped outside of time to just kind of... It just happens. Like, just, it goes on, and I... Yeah. I don't know. It's just a lot, lot of things happening that seem seem very boring. Date night montage. Crontage. Date night crontage. That's uh, right, crontage. Date. But okay, so it should make you feel how? It should make you it feel. It should make you feel. It should feel cloying, right? And carefree at the same time. Cloying, <laughs> cloying and carefree. That's a good drink name. Cloying oh, and carefree, so you got mm. it's like gonna be syrupy, but then also like with a lot of uh, soda water. Okay, let's start. Okay, let's start talking about ingredients here. Yeah, we got. I think the seltzer. I think it's se mostly seltzer. Definitely seltzer. A lot of seltzer. A lot of seltzer. Uh, a little bit of uh, spice. Hmm. Like um. Like, like the tic -tacs. spice of an early relationship. Yeah, like like cinnamon tic tacs. That sounds pretty good, actually. Cinnamon tic tacs. Um. Hmm. What will what will they react interestingly with? Uh, Mentos. Nope. Um. <laughs> it would be good to publish a drink <laughs> recipe that is di it includes diet coke and Mentos, but like disguised between enough other ingredients that well, I think you, you don't need, realize it. You need it in the bottle to to really have a present. I don't effect. think so. I'm not sure if you have like an open if it. Yeah, I mean. I think those two things combined just explode all the time. Well, I mean, you'll get a lot of head. That's my point. Yes. Yes. I mean, we could just put baking soda in this. No. I think it might be interesting because... Nope. Yeah, okay. Okay, think, seltzer... Hmm. Uh, not like, uh... What about just, like, cloves? No. Hmm. Um... It'll, it'll last forever. Hmm. It'll last forever. What's something that lasts forever? Do you ever have the feeling that you might need somebody? You know what? I wasn't looking at his watch. We could find out what time this was if we look at his watch. Ooh. And then name the drink after the time? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no. Um. Hmm. Because I had a premonition that I was going to meet somebody when I came down here. What about some sort of meat? Meat? A meat? Meat in the drink? You mean like bacon? No, like someone with like meatballs. No. No. Hmm. Really, no. Uh, I'm not saying that sounds good, but I think it might actually sound bad in the right way. Just, I mean, I feel like this is kind of, it's something you forget that happens. It happens under the, you know, 
It happens under darkness. Hazy, you can't even hazy see it. montage. You can't even see it because you're wearing sunglasses. I can't, yeah. <laughs> Boy, this must be really difficult to watch. Yeah, it's it's very dark. Because it's already dark. Hazy. Hazy. What's it, what, 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 tinted. Tinted montage. Tinted. Yeah. Tinted. What would tint the, What would tint our seltzer? Ooh. Other than food coloring. Uh, something dark like. Hmm. Um, liqueur forty three. Uh, I mean a, a vermouth like sweet vermouth. No, I say what, what tinted it like the color of your sunglasses. Yeah, sweet vermouth. Sweet vermouth. Yeah. Right. That's the dark one. Yes. Yeah, I mean it's like red. Yeah. That's I mean it's like that's a dark dark. I see. Yeah, I see. Uh, uh, ooh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> put some icy in there. Uh, let's see. Okay, dark, dark. Well, there's like, uh, there's. What's really dark uh, liqueur? Um, Jägermeister. Huh. I'm thinking more like stuff you find that like isn't in your. T- what about pepper? No. I think just cracks fresh pepper would be pre- pretty fun, wouldn't it? You get that in like Bloody Marys. It's that a t- is interesting. If we do that, I'd say we don't do the Tic Tacs. Okay. I'm worried about the Tic Tacs aesthetically. I think they're going to make it look ugly. Yeah. So seltzer, pepper. I do kind of like that. Seltzer, cracked pepper. Yeah. What about an olive? No. What about a uh, 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 cocktail onion? Yeah. Yeah, cocktail onion. <laughs> um... A pickle. <laughs> this is kind of like a virgin Bloody Mary, but with no tomato juice either. <laughs> um, <laughs> seltzer. <laughs> seltzer, cracked pepper, a you'll cocktail be, onion, and a pickle. You'll be great with this. <laughs> Zima. We can't get it though. Why did they not make that anymore? I don't know. It, Zima would be really good. What about just um Seven Up? What about Seven Up and vodka? Uh, sounds like a what? What? Okay. Seven Up. You're not that. Just because there's pictures of Zima does not mean it's available. Uh, I I saw pictures of Zima. Okay. Earlier this month. Don't just don't. This is true love. I, I need to Even if we can get it now, uh, listeners a year from now won't be able to get it. So it doesn't. about anything? What if they we, don't make pepper anymore? We need to anymore? make a timeless drink. What if they don't make pepper anymore? Seven up. Sure. Seven up too and sweet. vodka. Too too strong, too sweet. Also, we have too many vodka things. Diet seven up. Um, hmm. Okay, I like that. Diet seven up and gin. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Gin. I would say, uh, should it be like, uh, like really bad, like Seagram's gin? No, just gin. Uh, you can't specify a gin. You could. Okay, but if we do, then it should not be Seagram's. Okay. Should it be good gin or bad gin? Good gin. I think we should just say good gin. Good gin. Okay. Good, good gin. How much gin? Uh, I'd say an ounce of gin. Uh, How much does have enough? Two ounces seltzer. No, five. Five ounces seltzer. Crack pepper to taste. Um, I think it should be a quartered pickle, like one, lengthwise. One cocktail onion, one quartered pickle. Lengthwise quartered pickle. Uh, okay, diet seven up should be uh, four ounces. 
<laughs> it's gonna be a huge drink. Yeah, I will. No, I think it's like two ounces diet seven up. Uh, uh two and a half. Okay, two and a half ounces diet seven up. Huh. <laughs> it, is... it gives the impression we've calibrated this so precisely <laughs> that not three, not two, yeah, well, two and a half ounces we, diet seven up. We know what's up. I think we might need to remove that pickle. Or the cocktail onion. One of them has to go. We can't have this thing full of, like, vinegary vegetables. Choose one. <laughs> it's a choose-your-own-adventure drink. Yeah. Okay. Well, choose I mean, either a cocktail onion or a quartered pickle. Yeah, I mean, choose, I like it. choose the onion if you're team shoe. Choose yeah. the pickle if you're if you're team flat again. I love for it. The, for the fight in the beach. What the fight in the beach? The fight, fight on the beach is a great name for a drink. <laughs> fight on the beach. Yeah. Fight on the beach. It's it's funny because it's it sounds like a play on sex on the beach. Yeah, but it's a totally different drink. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is pretty good. Uh, yeah. Is that complete? Uh, five ounces seltzer. Uh, what else we got? I can't see it from here. My uh, sunglasses are too dark. Um, uh, pepper to taste. One cocktail onion. Uh, we don't have a lot of alcohol in here. We've only got an ounce of gin. Um, Should we put uh, some... Uh, an ounce of um, li- limoncello. Put, what about dry, what, dry vermouth? Yeah. Dry yeah. Verm- yeah, that's good. That's good. An ounce? Uh, I'd say three quarters ounce. Three quarters ounce dry vermouth. So this is basically a martini with a bunch of other garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fight on the beach. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that is... Drink Fight on the beach. Drink of, of the, the F. F. Don't play that again. Okay, fine. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, that's good. Wow, we're right on time. We are right on time. Wow. Um. <laughs> you know, sometimes you, you find videos and they're too short and you have to append the words sounds long after them, you know? Um. Okay, so um, are we good? What else do we? Are we? Is there anything else we need to do here? We need to. We need to do flare in the air. I know that much. So this guy. This guy. Hmm. What what's going on? This guy in Nebraska was saying that Zima's back. I you. I'm telling you, just because you're seeing reports online does not mean Zima is acquirable. When, when have you been uh, uh, misinformed that way? Um, constantly. <laughs> like what, what constantly. Uh, the McRib. Well, no, if you look at the right websites. Uh-huh. Um, okay, we are going to do uh, Flare in the Air because we only have three minutes left, so you got to wake up over there. Sure. <laughs> oh, I, I need to share this with you. This is Sweet That's a great sound effect. That's really not what I'm gonna play it. Play it screen. There we go. There it is. <laughs> this is flare in the air. Where we take the flare's eye view of yes. these five minutes. Well yeah, we, we, we let you know uh in the same way that a uh, piece of bar flare uh, just basically cartwheeling over Flanagan's head. Uh yeah, well, what this whole movie looks like in the air up there, as it were. Uh yeah, and uh are you some loop? Nice. Wonderful. Oh uh, yeah. So uh, we first have to write the movie as a whole. Whole as a whole. whole. 
these five minutes. Oh, no, the, the movie, movie up until these five minutes, minutes, and then these five minutes. Then these five minutes. Scale of uh, one to one five. One five. Z- zeros okay. Yes. Two point five not okay. Yes. Mean, median, mode, or all two point five. Sure. And no half stars except no half for one point five. Okay, movie's a whole. Movie's a whole's a whole. Ready? Three, three, two, two one, one. Four three stars. stars. Oh wow, it's coming down on your I side, mean, huh? It's, it's making me because it's more about we've seen the whole movie. Yeah. But every time we see more of this, it makes us recalibrate how we took in the first the first watch of the movie. Sure, that's true. Yes. Yes. And yeah. Okay, so then okay, movie, movie up until this point. Yes. Three, Three, two, two one, one, four, four and stars. And a half stars. Well, four and a half. Look at that. Well, this is only five minutes. Sure. Okay. Yes. These five minutes. Three, two, one, one, one star. and a half stars. Well, a half star. A well, half star. I mean, there's you know, it's, it's a, cool it's to a see nice Carrie Coglin. Yeah, she's cool. And it's cool to see Carrie Carrie Prognan. Yeah, she's great. All right, that has been uh, the our favorite segment. Yeah, which is called Flare in the Air. Now, if you want to reach us online. Now, if you want to reach us online, offline, any line, any line you want, this is how you do that. You've been listening to an episode of An Earful of Cocktail. You can contact us at the email address. Staff, 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 staff at Earful of Cocktail. 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 Also, staff at Cocktail. 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 Hello, you're fearful of con boy. Mitomo is shut down. No more Mitomo. Last week. Wednesday. Wow, that had some phase errors, I think. That sounded far worse than that usually does. Things happen. Yeah, clearly. Well, what is happening? All right, here? <laughs> nothing. We are we are <laughs> signing off right now. So, <laughs> as to you, as we say always, as we say every we'll episode, stick, stick with, with the, the brew. brew.